Hey, this is Julian Reyes. I am the founder of Purpose, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope it builds your faith. Hope it encourages you. Hope it inspires you to discover and fulfill your God-given purpose. Enjoy the message. Hey, Purpose family, listen, hope you guys are having a great day. Now, I know for the past couple of days, even weeks, it's been crazy. And listen, I know it can get easy to worry, to panic because of all this thing that is going on in our, not only in our nation, but in our world uh, due to the whole pandemic and maybe even simply because of the limited resources that are at grocery stores. Listen, it's easy to get sucked in into fear. And, I, and I'm a true believer that the enemy will always want to put fear in your life so that you can focus on what you don't have and not focus and shift your perspective on what you do have. If you are here, you still have life. If you are listening to this and you have a house, you got you got a home to go to, you got a roof, you got food, you got family, you got friends, this and there's... There's a lot to be thankful for, even in the middle of this chaotic moment. So for the next just for the next couple seconds, just find something to give God thanks for. Like find reasons intentionally to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for uh, my laptop right now because I'm able to transmit this message of hope that even in the middle of this whole chaos, God is still good. He is still faithful. And let me tell you something, Purpose Family, because you're part of the Purpose Family. If you're listening, whether this is your first time, this is your 10th time, doesn't matter. You're part of the Purpose Family family and know that wherever you're listening from, whether you're in the United States or uh, some part of the world, know that we're praying for you. Our thoughts go out to all those who are affected, who have been affected. Uh, but we also pray for all the healthcare workers, the doctors, the nurses, the law enforcement, first responders, uh, even, I mean, to the unsung heroes the people that are working in the food industry, at grocery stores, listen, we're praying for you. If you know anybody that is in one of those fields that, that right now they can't go home because they have to meet a demand, listen, why don't you just give God praise for them and give God thanks for them because they are putting their lives in jeopardy for those that are in need. So if you have somebody in your household, why don't you text them right now? Thank you for what you're doing. I'm praying for you. I love you. I love the fact that you are doing this selflessly. Listen, God is with you right now. Why don't you, while, while I'm speaking, why don't you grab your phone and send somebody a text? Say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. God is with you. Don't worry. Don't let fear creep in. Let faith be greater than your fear. Amen. Listen, I know we're in this season of quarantine that we can't leave our house for a long period of time it's it's crazy how so many things has changed in a short amount of time but it really puts things in perspective doesn't it right it, it really does because what we sort of took for granted what we thought were were not so essential 
because not because they weren't essential, but because we had full reach of it. We we had easy access to it, like milk, like eggs, like toilet paper, like water, bottled waters. Now we we hold them as treasures because there's so much panic and fear and and I think the enemy wants to use all that so that you will not have the full focus on what God is trying to do in your life in the middle of all this stuff. And let me tell you this. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around and use it for good. So no matter what is going on in your city, in your nation, in your country, let me tell you this. God is going to turn it around for your good. I know that's a little hard to listen to right now because you're in the middle of it. And I'm sort of speaking on the end of it because it's so hard to see the end of it when you're in the middle of it. When you're in the middle of a problem, you really don't see an end to it, right? Like when you're sick, you don't really see the end of it. You don't know when the ending is going to happen, but you're in the middle of it. When you're in the middle of a possible divorce, you don't see the end result of it being good because you're in the middle of it. When you're in the middle of a child being hospitalized, you don't see the end result fully because you're in the middle of it. And God really, not only did he challenge my heart, but he really examined my heart to, yes, he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end, but he's also the God in the middle. And what he wants to do in the middle will show itself in the end. Jesus told his disciples, what I'm doing, you won't understand, but soon you will. And I feel Paul speaking to me in my ear as I speak. And he's telling me to, he's reminding me, Holy Spirit is reminding me of this scripture that Paul said. It's like Paul is in my ear right now, but it's the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, it's not even worth comparing your present sufferings to the future glory that I am about to show you in you, that I will reveal in you. It's not even worth comparing. But, but we get so lost in the middle of all this chaos that we don't see the promises of God. We see the problems, but we don't see the promise. And can I tell you something, Purpose Family? That what we're going through right now is not even worth comparing to what to what God is going to do after this. But God really, really, you know, had opened up my heart and he really worked in my life to say, what are you doing in the middle? Right. Like like in the middle of all of this. Right. You see panic. You see the news. You see, you see the, uh, you know, people passing away because of this coronavirus. I get that. And I was a bit reluctant to even share about this whole pandemic or even share my thoughts on it because there's so many great preachers that are sharing great thoughts like my mentor pastor abram uh, you should go check out his podcast it's the abram gomez podcast he shares great insight on this and just his thought about it and there's so many churches as well and you know i want to just appreciate the churches that are doing everything online right now because i mean we can have physical church but the church is not going to stop the devil made a mistake by trying to mess with god's children or god's you know worship experience it's 
the devil made a mistake. Because now we see so many churches going online and more people are being reached, I believe, than ever before. Than ever before. Maybe your facility at your church was probably 200, 300, 500. But online, you have the potential to reach thousands of people with one click of a share. So I truly believe that what the enemy meant for evil, God would turn it around for good. And we're seeing it right now. We really are. We're seeing it at this moment. There's there's actually a miracle going on right now that we can't even see because we're so focused on the things that the enemy is doing and all this coronavirus. But there's a miracle going on right now because there's so many people that are listening to the gospel on their phone, on their TV, on their laptop, that they wouldn't go normally to a Sunday morning service. So I pray for all the churches. I pray for all the pastors. Listen, if you have a pastor, why don't you send them a text message right now? Listen, I, I'm praying for you and I appreciate you for, for what you're doing. Listen, what is our attitude in the middle of all this chaos? That's really what God was speaking to me in my devotion today. What are you doing? What are you doing in the middle? What are you doing? Listen, don't wait to praise God when it's the deliverance. Praise Him through the destruction. <laughs> we, we wait to see a miracle from God. That way we have a reason to praise Him. Listen, we don't praise God or worship God because of what He's able to do. We praise and worship God because of who He is. He is still good. He is still faithful. He is still sovereign. He is still righteous. He is still good. In our lives. And this came, you know, this thought and the scripture came to mind. And I want to share it with you guys today for the, for the just next uh, couple of minutes. I want to share with you guys this story because God really put it in my heart a couple of days ago. And I shared it with some of our youth leaders and, and just some of my friends. And it's found in the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And, and I only shared two scriptures. But when I kept reading, there is so much more to this story than what I read the past few days. So it's like it says like this in Acts chapter 16, verse, 5, verse 25. And if you have your Bibles, listen, uh, get your Bibles. Uh, I truly believe that this message is going to bless your life. And so listen, if you are at home listening to this podcast, if you are in your car listening, listen, I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. We're in this together. You're part of the Purpose family, and we're in this together. It says like this, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. In other words, they were worshiping God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. That's important. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once. All the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose give god a praise right there we are just i don't know give him a clap say amen because god will never leave us in chains god will never leave us in a place of of opposition forever and just to give you context uh, the Bible says that Paul and Silas were singing hymns and praying in prison, right? But the reason why they were in prison is because there was a moment where Paul and Silas, they were walking in. Uh, this this woman with the, with the spirit of fortune telling, she had a gift of predicting the future. Her owners were 
so you know intrigued by her and they really liked her because evidently they made them money she made them money by telling the future hey you should you know you should invest here you should buy this land you know you should do this and so they were quite fond of her until one day she made the mistake of mocking paul and silas that paul turned around and rebuked that spirit to come out of her and the bible says that her owners were furious furious to the degree that they were being severely okay with rods and 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 they were even flogged and if you don't know what flogged is flogged is like a uh like whips i think of it like like uh, like a whip with chains type of thing like i don't know if you guys ever seen the movie um, passion of the christ but there's a scene where jesus is being whipped and and there is this whip like thing with like spikes on the end and really grabbed his skin and pulled it off that's what flogged is and so imagine that they, they weren't just beaten up or kicked they were severely beaten and they were flogged and they were thrown into prison and the jailer was even commanded to guard them carefully they knew that god was with them and so they told the jailer hey guard them carefully Okay, so when they received the orders, uh, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks, in the chains. And so they, they chained them up in the inner cell, like in the middle, just in case they choose to do anything fishy or to try to escape. And the Bible says that about midnight. That's so important. Let me ask you this. What are you doing at midnight? I'm not talking about like tonight, right? Not tonight at midnight. No, that's not what I'm saying. What are you doing at midnight? Midnight is in the middle of the night, in the middle of the darkness. Even in the middle of darkness, Paul and Silas were not panicking or worrying. They were praying and worshiping. D listen, don't you think that Paul had the right to complain to God? You don't think that Paul had... Every right, every excuse, every reason to panic, to complain, to be angry. But Paul and Silas had a choice. They can either panic or they can pray. They can worry or they can worship. What are you doing in the middle of all this darkness? What are you doing in the middle of all this pandemic? What are you doing in the middle of all this chaos? Are you feeding into the fear? Are you feeding into the panic? Are you, you know, trying to hoard everything in your household because you're afraid of what's going to happen? Or are you praying to God, the God that already knew that this was going to happen last year, the God that already knew that that even when we go through this pandemic, he already has the cure. Before we ever enter a problem, he already has an exit strategy. Listen, who are you running to? And this is what really spoke to me because what if the issue is not necessarily what we go through, but who we go to? Because, listen, God is not a God only in the beginning and the end, but God is a God of the process. God is a God of the middle. Do you understand? Does that make sense? God is a God of the middle. There was Egypt, and then there was the promised land. But there was also the desert, the process. The middle, where it seems like there's no way out, where it seems that all hope is lost, where it seems that there's no, no, no ending to this. The middle, in the middle. What are you doing in the middle? And can I tell you this, Purpose Family? 
we see throughout all scripture that God is not only a God of deliverance, but God is the God that walks with you in the middle of a situation. You don't believe me? Check out the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? If you know that story, the Bible says that there was a fourth man that looked like a son of God in the fire. Not before and not after. In the middle. Jesus, where when Jesus was asleep in the lower deck of the boat and there was a storm, it's not before that he calmed the storms down and it wasn't after they got to the shore. It was in the middle. Who are you running to? Charmin? <laughs> Codnell? Who are you running to? And listen, at midnight, in the middle of the night, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And this is a, a, a part of this story that really really caught my attention because the Bible says that the other prisoners were listening to them. Can I tell you something? We're all in this together, right? If you're in quarantine, listen, everybody in the United States, if not everybody in the world is in quarantine right now. Everybody, no matter where you're listening from this and, and, and shout out and, and prayers to everybody in Italy and France and in that region. Listen, we know it's tough. And if you're listening Anywhere, share with a friend. We're praying for you. We know that God is with you, even in the middle of this uncertainty, in the middle of this chaos. And the Bible says that other prisoners were listening to them, to Paul and Silas. Don't you think there was other prisoners that were complaining? To them, hey, you need to get me out of here. I need to go home. I don't like this. I need toilet paper. I need water. You don't, think, you don't think people who were saying that? Apologies weren't talking about how much toilet paper they need. They were talking about how much of God they need. So they were praying and worshiping God. And let me tell you something. The world is listening to you on how you respond and how you conduct yourself. Instead of letting the news report about the chaos in the nation, why don't you let them report about how much hope there is, how much worship there is? And I know there are, but there, there seems to be this sense of, of not negativity, but this sense of, oh my goodness, there's this urge. Yes. But instead of showing the news and showing people that we're panicking, why don't we show them how to really pray? Why don't we show them how to seek the presence of God? The other prisoners were listening to them. What are they hearing from you? Is my question. What are they hearing from you? Panic as well? Memes? Or a word of hope? And the Bible says that suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And I'm telling you something that there is going to be a holy earthquake to shake the foundations of this prison of this opposition of this problem because the bible says that at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose that's a that's 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 a picture of what god is going to do in our nation yes it, it, it may look bad right like seeing this story in this in this in this context it looks bad and when you look at the news, yes, it looks bad. I'll be the first one to admit it. it looks bad. But let me tell you this. My wife and I, we um, 
uh, we like watching Netflix and one of our favorite shows is Stranger Things. And if you don't know what Stranger Things is, it is a really awesome show on Netflix. Um, it's on season, it's at season three, it's about to get to season four, however. Uh, one of the things that I that I do a lot is when I see that, you know, the bad guys are winning, the the good guys are losing, and, and, and I, I don't like it, right? So one of the things that I do uh, is I, I check where is it at in the season, but not only that, where is it at in the episode? Like if I see an episode and, you know, the the the, the team, the good guys, they're, they're splitting up, they're they're in odds against each other, and, and then the good, the bad guys are winning, they got the upper hand, and it looks like, man, it looks like they're, they're, they're going to win, they're, you know, the bad guys are going to win, the good guys are going to lose, and, and when I check the season, and even when I check the episode, one of the things that gives me hope is that when I check it, there's still time left. It's just in the middle of the episode. Can I tell you this? It might look bad, but it's not over yet. <laughs> it might look bad right now. Man, it really does. But it's not over yet. Let me tell you this. Here's the reason why I know this. Because in verse 27, I want to read until the end of this story. It says, the jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't, don't harm yourself. We are all here. That, oh my goodness. When I, when I kept reading this story, because I stopped at 27, at 26, but God told me, keep going. How many people are trying to kill themselves? And not in a literal sense, but how many people are killing themselves with worry? How many people are killing themselves with panic? How many people are killing themselves with anxiety, with depression, with all this fear? There are so many people that are killing themselves. Because they're afraid. Because they're so concerned. If there's toilet paper. They're so concerned about all this. But one of the things that Paul said, or he shouted, he said, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Can I tell you this? Uh, Italy, United States, no matter what state you're listening or what city, we are all here for you. Can I say that again? We are all here for you. Why don't you, listen, if you have family, you have friends that are kind of panicking right now, you know that they're panicking, you know that they're worrying, you know that they're they're concerned about, can you just text them right now and say, listen, it might look bad, but it's not over yet. We are here with you. We are still all here. I thought that was so powerful, guys. There's so many people killing themselves over water there's so many people harming themselves or harming others because of fear but how many pauls are out there to shout hey don't harm yourself hey don't worry we're all here for each other and the bible continues to say the jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before paul and silas he then brought them out and asked sirs what must i do to be saved they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Not you might, 
night, perhaps you will be saved. You and your household. Can I tell you, if you have family right now, why don't you bring them in? I know it's 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 already uh, a little bit later of this episode, but why don't you bring them in and tell them, listen, it's it, it might look bad, but it's not over. Listen, this is the time where we believe in the Lord for us and our household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and his, all his household were baptized. The same hour where they were praying was the same hour that they were being healed. What if the greatest healing of this world is not necessarily a vaccine, but it's the presence of God? Huh? What if... What if the healing came after prayer and worship? Because we often want to thank God and worship God after the our after our wounds have been healed, right? After we receive the miracle, the doctors tell us, "Hey, you know, you're you're good, you're not sick anymore." Then we worship God. But what if what if we don't worship after our healing, but we worship before our healing? The jailer brought them to his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole house hold. I thought this was so powerful. I thought this was so powerful. Because the same person that was going to kill himself out of fear. That same hour he gave his life to Jesus. And not only his life, but his whole household. Listen, this is the opportunity for us to be the church. This is the time for us to preach Jesus. This is the time for us to show people, listen, God is real, but he is for you and he is with you. Purpose family, this is the time for us to rise up. To tell people, listen, I know it looks bad. But God is in the middle. I know it looks it looks bad, but, but God is still good. He's still in control. And instead of panicking, let's pray. Instead of worrying, let's worship. What are people listening to you say? Like, what are you saying that people are listening on social media, around your family, in your workspace? What are, you, what are they hearing from you? Listen, my prayer goes out to, again, everybody that's been affected, everybody that works in the healthcare and the grocery stores and uh, food industry. Again, Purpose Family, why don't we just pray for them in this moment? I hope this message really brings uh, some hope, some peace in your heart, that knowing the deliverance is coming, the healing is coming. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when but what are we doing in the middle right now in this moment at midnight what are we doing and purpose family this is a time for us to pray for the people around the world for our brothers and sisters no matter what background they might have no matter what ethnicity uh financial status doesn't matter we're all human beings and we're all we're all hurting with people that are hurting. 
So right here, right now, I, I pray that this message blessed your life. And if you can't share it with a friend. But let's take this moment for us to pray for our brothers and sisters all over the world. If you're with people, won't you grab their hand and uh, won't you join me in this prayer? Heavenly Father, first and foremost, Lord, we believe that you are still good. We believe that you're still faithful. Even if it may seem chaotic right now. But we understand, God, that you're the God of the middle. Mm -hmm. You're the God that not only gets us through and gets us out of opposition, but you walk with us in the middle of the storm, in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of the fire. Lord, I pray for all the families that have been and are affected by this virus, Lord. I pray for all the first responders. I pray for all the doctors and nurses and all that, uh, all the staff that is in the hospitals, in clinics, Lord. I pray for uh, HEB and Walmart workers, all grocery stores, Father, all the food industries. Lord, I pray that you give them peace. I pray that you give them strength. Lord, I pray that you protect us, God. And may your will be done. Lord, at the end of the day, Lord, we will choose to not panic, but pr to pray, to not worry, but to worship. And that we believe that even in the middle of all this, even if it looks bad, it's not over. You are still in control. We give you all our trust. Knowing that you have everything, God, again, in control. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can keep reaching people all over the world. You can click the link in the description to support today. We truly appreciate your partnership. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends by clicking the share button or take a screenshot and share it in your social stories and tag us at purpose.podcast. Thanks again for listening.